Coach Williams, Flanoy, congratulations on the birth into the NCAA tournament. If you'll please open up the press conference with a statement on the team and your selection. Yes, uh, thank you very much. Um, the team is very excited. Uh, anytime you can still be playing this late in March, it's, it's an exciting time of the year. Um, we're very happy about our selection. You know, we're one of the top 64 teams in the country, and we're, we're happy to be part of the NCAA tournament right now. We'll now open up the floor for questions. Coach Williams, Flanoy will be, be available until 12.40 p.m. Hi. Janie McCauley from the Associated Press. Uh, how much was this group motivated? I, I mean, it's the third, third year and third NCAA tournament berth in four years, I believe. Yes, and, correct. And after missing last season, was that um, something that stung and, and that stuck with these women to, to motivate them into uh, getting back to this stage? It, it didn't really sting, but we knew what we had missed last year, um, especially after having gone um, two years back to back. So it was something that we knew we wanted to do, it, but it wasn't something that we talked about. Um, we continued talking about being a team of excellence, doing everything that we needed to do without seeing the NCAA tournament, but we knew that that was our ultimate goal, to get back to the NCAA tournament. Coach, does, does BYU compare to any of the other high-level teams, tournament caliber teams you've played this year? Uh, they do right in our own SEC, uh, SEC conference. Uh, they're very much like a Missouri team that we play every year uh, with the three-point shooters. Um, not so much, you know, the big in the middle, um, but with the perimeter three-point shooters um, that can shoot the ball extremely well. They, they remind us of a Missouri. Coach, could you talk about Janiah McKay and what she has meant to the program being a, a starter at your point guard for now in her in fourth season? Yeah, Janiah is awesome. You know, when you think about her four years, she is one of the players that has gone to the NCAA tournament three times out of the four years. So that right there speaks to Janiah and her ability to run this basketball team. She's been a starting point guard since her freshman year. She broke into that starting position. She's just been great. She works hard every single day. Um, she's like, she's my sidekick. You know, the point guard has to be connected with the coach. Um, we constantly talk you know, a lot. She understands what I want. So I feel very comfortable when Janai is on the floor. She knows exactly, you know, what we want to do. I'm very happy for Janai because last year was very hard for her not getting back to the NCAA tournament is her ultimate goal. And so we always had the conversation is it's either the point guard's fault or the head coach's fault. And sometimes it's both of our fault. Um, so it's not getting to the tournament last year. It was both of our fault. Um, and she wanted to make sure that her senior year, she got back to the NCAA tournament. Coach, you got as far as Albuquerque earlier in the year, but it's not too often that Auburn gets this far west. How do you and the team feel about the experience of getting out to Stanford in this environment? You know, it's so hard, you know, when you, when you think about the NCAA tournament because the excitement is not just the NCAA tournament. It's like, okay, so where are we going? And then as soon as they heard California, you would have thought that, you know, it was the greatest place on earth. Like they said, we was going to Disney or something. Um, it, it's very exciting. We probably, I don't, I don't know if we've had anyone on our team that has been out to California. Um, so that was exciting for them as well. So they were really excited to be here. It was a long flight, but, I mean, it was well worth it. Terry, what, how well do you know Tara Vanderveer and just, uh, you know, the legacy that she has created here yeah. and, and all she's done for, for yeah. women's basketball? 
Unfortunately, I don't know her personally, but it's, you can't play this game and be involved in this game and not know everything that she has done. I mean, she's been an unbelievable um, person for the women's basketball game and all that she's done here at Stanford. Tara's just, I mean, you look at her and you're just like, wow. You know, she's one of the legacies in, in women's basketball that you continue to watch. And, and, you know, just not just at Stanford, though, you know, from the USA basketball and, and, and at so many levels is is. It's really an honor to just even be here on her campus. You lost Amari Jones in the, the game right before the conference began. Just talk about how this team recovered. Uh, won nine games in the SEC, set a record for most wins on the road at Auburn in the SEC. I think if you ask Aaron, who took her place, she's still recovering. Um, it's been that hard of a, you know, shoes to fill. Amari Jones was our senior. We felt very, you know, bad for her because, I mean, she had played so many games. She couldn't, you know, she had lost her um, eligibility. Um, but she wasn't just a leader on the court. She was the one that was controlling the locker room, you know, taking care of the younger players. And, and Amari started it over the summer. She was here when the freshman got here. We got the freshman here early. She was the one here. So she started her leadership right away. She wanted to have an unbelievable senior year. So she was there before practice. She was there after practice. It, it was a huge loss for us in, in that first game going into the SEC play against Tennessee. That was a tough game. You know, and we're recovered from it. We're there's still holes that are missing because Amari's not on the team. Um, but we have, you know, continued to get better each game without Amari. Did you say none of your players had been to California before? I don't think so. I didn't ask them. Okay. The way they were celebrating, you would have thought they've never gone out west before. Okay. I don't think so. Um, a few of them had talked about this being the first time, but I don't think they have been. And you discussed um, BYU comparing them to Missouri. What defensive challenge does that present to your group in terms of defending the perimeter and also, you know, protecting the paint when they when they have some inside uh, players too? Right. When you're going against a team like BYU that can shoot, you know, from the outside and that can score on the inside, it's almost really no defense. You know, that that's perfect planning for it. Um, you know, whether you play man, whether you play zone, whatever it is, you know, it's, it's so many ways that you could get hurt just with the caliber of shooters that they have and then 6-7 on the inside. Um, so you just, at, at this point right now, you, you can't control your matchups. So we're just going to go and play Auburn women's basketball. Our definition of Auburn women's basketball is that we apply pressure. We're a pressure team. We probably one of very few teams in the country that press for 40 minutes. We we press off of a free throw. We press off of a made basket. We press from a timeout. Like when we when they do the synergy numbers, I think it came out that of the 40 minutes, we probably press about 35 of them when you take out the timeouts and everything else. Um, that's what we do. We, we, we like to cause disruption, um, make things a little harder, make teams a little bit more uncomfortable. Um, that's Auburn women's basketball right there. Coach, your theme this year was team of excellence. Can you talk about your thought process in selecting that theme this year? Yes, absolutely. Um, well, it actually came about, this is probably about the second year that we, we've 
started building a team of excellence. Uh, one summer I was on the road and I was listening to Joe Olstein and one of his podcasts was A Spirit of Excellence. And so as I'm listening to it, I'm thinking, wow, you know, he just talked about, you know, living a life of excellence, you know, just try to be excellent every single day, you know, try to do everything right even when no one's watching. Um, you know, keep your house clean, keep your car clean. Um, if you see, you know, trash on the floor, pick the trash up. Um, you know, it's your house, you know, if you, you're, you know, get to work on time. And when you get to work on time, don't stroll through the computer, you know, and start Googling everything. It's just, it, it, he just was talking about that. And as I was listening to it, I was like, wow, like if we could just change this to our team, how can I get our team to be a team of excellence. Um, so I sent the podcast to our team and, um, and we talked about, you know, coming to practice early, um, you know, getting to class early, you know, doing all the things that you know you're supposed to do without your coach even telling you to do it, you know. Be a good teammate, you know. If you're going out to get something to eat, ask your teammate if they want something to eat. You know, just so many things. And I, thought, and I actually thought, you know, if I could get them at this young age, 18, 19, 20, to start living a life of excellence, by the time they get to be hmm, our age, they're already excellent. So that's kind of where it just came about. Just, just as a coach, not just being a basketball coach, but being you know, a coach that's building them to be better people in the world as well. Again, back to a comparison of sorts, uh, Sarah Hampson. Anything, anyone similar to what uh, she gives BYU in the middle? No. <laughs> no, not at all. Um, her, her height, her length, not in the SEC, not anyone that we've played against. Maybe close, maybe Tara McCowan at Missouri State, but she's different. Like, Tara's like, she's a beast. Like, she's huge. Um, um, so, no, probably not really. Still have a few more minutes if there's any other questions. Oh, we got one more. Coach, you always talk about uh, your defensive presence. Uh, what are some of the offensive keys uh, to beat BYU? One is to get some offense from our defense. Um, we like to take our turnovers and, and push those into points. Um, that, that's one of the big things. And, and our kids understand, and that's why we don't have a whole lot of rules when we do get you know, steals or live ball turnovers that kind of give them the freedom to, to go and score. We're not just out there just random, randomly running helter-skelter. We actually have lanes and positions and places that we have to go. Um, but you know, this year has been probably one of our better years than in the past. We've actually been able to put five players on the floor that can score in years past. And, and if you look at our numbers, how our offense numbers have increased this year, that has been one of the biggest reasons. Um, you know, you got three guards around the perimeter that can score. Maybe not at the caliber of just you know being three-point shooters, but you know we can shoot the three, we can drive, we can attack. Um, you know, Crystal can go in and post up at the three position. Um, you know, you know, Amari was, you know, a three-point shooter as a stretch four. Aaron comes in and be a stretch four. Unique can score on the inside. You got some guards coming off the bench that can score. So it's really been a change of our players um, that's been a, that we've been able to put into our offense that have been able to score. So scoring in transition was always what we wanted to do, but now adding scoring in the half court has been really big for us this year.